Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. It's our job to go from the, the crucifixions in our lives, which will happen. Those will happen. Those, those times when we feel like we can't go on, that, that we're just losing everything that we depend on. We, f we feel like it's all over. We all have those times. And the challenge is how do we get our consciousness from there to come alive? And it can happen. So it's really important with, it's really important with the resurrection to realize it's not an event. Because if we hold it as an event, it happened to one person at one time, and that's over, and all we can do is say, whoa, good job. <laughs> that's not what it's about. It's a sacred template for us as we live our lives to discover how to be that energy that we just felt. That's who we came here to be. And how do we do that? Have you ever watched with little kids all the energy that they have? And you're sitting there thinking, oh my god, where do they get that energy from? We used to have it. We used to be that little kid running around, right? I know we were. <laughs> Some of us might still be, yes. <laughs> but, but we are so much more. As we, as we go through life, we get weighed down by experiences, by these crucifixions that we have, and we start to identify with them. We start to talk about my disease or my divorce, or my pain, or my struggle, or my bank account. You know, all of these things that take us to the funeral parlor instead of to the disco floor. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, those things happen, but they are not who we are. That's not who we are. We are this amazing light on steroids. We are here to illuminate the world with our brilliance. I was reading in uh, the history book that we're studying, and Emerson talked about people as new bards of the Holy Ghost. Have you ever thought of yourself as that? You're here to sing and to, to be a Shakespeare of the spirit that flows through you? Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a Shakespeare, yes. All right, thank you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That's good. You're going to have to sit up front all the time now. <laughs> One of the things that I recently learned that was very illuminating to me in one of Ruth Miller's books. I know a lot of you were here when Ruth Miller was, and she's, she's just such an amazing scholar. And she talked about how in the times of um, the goddess culture, before the patriarchy, which was a very, very, very long time in terms of the stretch of humanity, that women would go off by themselves when they were having their menstrual periods. And they would comfort one another, they would each other. It was a place of great wisdom. And there were men that would join them occasionally. I don't know if these were men that were, they were transgender, they were gay, or they just had the sense to realize there's something going on here that's very, very wise. I don't know. But Ruth said that it happened, and so I believe her. Anyway. <clears throat> but because they do not, the men, whoever they were, did not have the experience of childbirth and the experience of loss of ego that that entails. So think about that for a minute. If you've had children, you, you get lost in that process. And because the men did not have that, the women, in compassion, created a sacred ceremony for the men to experience something of what it was like. And they taught them how to shut their bodies down completely so that it was like they had died. And they stayed in that inner sanctum for three days while the women ministered to them, and then they came back to life. And when they came back to life, they were considered spiritually aware enough to serve. Take that one in. What if that's what Jesus was doing? If you study, you know, whether it's in Joseph Campbell or just whatever the books are about ancient cultures, you will find many references to gods of different cultures that died and then came back to life. The comparisons are startling if you grew up believing that it was a one-time event for one only begotten Son of God. Then it's like, whoa, did he steal that idea from somebody else, from an ancient culture? How, how come it's all the same? And perhaps it's all the same because it's not about a literal event, but a sacred story that is embedded in the cells of our bodies. And we know somehow that there is a process 
of dying and being reborn. That we know this. We know this. What is it that we are dying to? What does the crucifixion mean for us? Maybe it means dying to the stories that identify us with the material plane in a way that is not liberating. I'm not saying don't be part of the material plane. We have this most beautiful earth. It always bugged me, <clears throat> all the people that I would run into that would talk, I mean, I guess this says something about my circles, but, oh, I just want to ascend. And I well, you know, great, and ascend in your consciousness, and ascend with a higher vibration, but keep your feet on the ground because you came here, you incarnated to be here. So I'm not saying don't identify with this earth that we walk through and this life that we have and these people that we are with. We are here to be here with each other. We just are not here to identify in the limitation of it. We are here to recognize that no matter what else is going on, we are more than that. We can't be confined by our skin. We can't be confined by our circumstances. And we have authority. When we were singing that song about Lord, that Dave was saying, don't get hung up on that word. I know for me that was like, I don't want to use that word until I realized that it had another meaning and it's like that which we give our authority to. What is it that we give our authority to? It's this lighter, higher energy that created us and infuses us and radiates from us. That is the Lord of our being. That's what we're here to put our attention on. And we can't do it if we don't meditate and take some time in the stillness. And I know that that's challenging. I know some of us have lives where we're busy a lot or we have little kids who, who just never ever are quiet except when they're sleeping. And by the time that happens, we're so exhausted we've passed out. And, so I know it's challenging, but do your best to find a few minutes and let those minutes grow as your life grows because that time is critical for connecting with that light, that truth that we are. We have to do that. We have to take time to remember who we are. Because if we don't, we will be deluded by circumstances. We will believe that there's something wrong with us. We will believe that our lives are empty or that we got it all wrong or that we are all wrong. 
And none of that is true. Not true. The only thing is true is that we are here as these beautiful Shakespeare's. <laughs> we are here to be alive. In a little while, we're going to do a ceremony. And this ceremony involves these wreaths. The wreaths are symbolic of the stuff in our life that feels dead, where we feel stuck. And we just can't find a way. We can't find a way to come alive. It's those experiences where we want to get our friends in a big glass of wine and just to complain about how bad it is. Have you ever done that? <laughs> and, and it's like we argue for our limitations. And then, as the saying goes, we get to keep them. Those circumstances are not our truth. But in this ceremony, we're going to acknowledge them. We're going to acknowledge that, yep, I've got this circumstance. I'm all alone. Nobody loves me, I don't think. <laughs> My bank account is running on fumes. I can't keep a job. I, my body is, you know, in a state of autoimmune revolution. Um, whatever is going on for us, I'm getting divorced. I, I'm not. <laughs> my poor husband, I did the tidying class, and, and as I was removing more and more things, he said, well, next thing you know, it's going to be your husband. <laughs> so I'm speaking in the royal we for anybody here who's getting a divorce and feeling identified with it. Um, we all have things that are going on. It, that's just what happens. And it's our challenge as they are going on to remember who we are. And to use the principles, Jesus is a master teacher. We, in unity, we refer to him as the way shower. So what did he do when he's in the circumstance where he's nailed to the cross? It can't get much worse than that, right? Except that first he got betrayed and then humiliated publicly, and now they're going to kill him. So it's, it's like code for as bad as it can get. In that circumstance, he's saying things like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I don't know about you, but that's not usually the first thing that comes to mind when somebody does something to me that I don't like. But that's our, our work, is to get to the point where even if it's not the first thing, we get there pretty quickly. And we say, forgive them. 
forgive ourselves. On the cross, he's saying what has been mistranslated as, why have you abandoned me? Which, if it were me, I would probably be thinking that, and I would be okay with him feeling that. But actually, what the Aramaic means is, this is what I came here for. So this master, this ascended master who walked the earth, came here to show us that even in the worst possible circumstances, we can come back. We can rise from that. We can use it as a doorway to luminosity. Because he came back, not just as he was, like, ha, you thought you'd get rid of me, I'm back. It wasn't like that, no. After going through all the suffering, and then a period of silence in the tomb. He steps forth into a state of luminosity where he is able to do so much more than he ever imagined possible. So when we have these experiences that are really painful, that these wreaths symbolize. When we have those, our challenge is to use them and walk through them, not to try to get away from them. Because if you haven't noticed already, they're not going anywhere. We can't get away from those experiences, but we can go through them. We can use the power of stillness. We can use the power of forgiveness. We can use, like Robin was saying in the prayer, the remembering that all there is is love. And if that's all there is, then by logical definition, it's right here in this circumstance. It's right here. And it's right here. It's right here. It's who we are. This is what we're here to awake to. We must awaken our souls. We must remind them we are not limited to these bodies or these circumstances. We are alive. Wake up and remember. <laughs>